I'm your host, Lee W. Johnson, and welcome to my podcast, where I talk about all things related to magic, witchcraft, demonolatry, and a whole load of other related things. If you would like to find out more about me, get in touch with me, or hire me for a service, please go to my website, leewjohnson.com, or check out my link tree in the description of this podcast. Okay, so this month we are looking at Book of the Fallen, Satanic Theory, Ethics and Practice by Martin McGregor. Okay, so this is published by DB Publishing, which is um, the S. Connolly, or connected to S. Connolly. Um, it's uh, Connolly's uh, publishing company. Uh, book design is by Stephanie, editorial acknowledgements by Stephanie herself. Um, published in 2019. I thought this was a more recent publication, actually, but. Um, it's not very good book um, I will say this if you are somebody who is fresh out of Christianity who is looking to venture into Satanism this would actually be a great introduction and a great um, gateway in fact I mean Martin actually speaks of Satan being a gateway um, but it's a, it's a great introduction to satanism specifically theistic satanism this is theistic satanism it's not levian satanism or any of the such um so you are going to be viewing in this context viewing satan as an entity as a being now the reason i say this is a very great introduction or gateway from christianity into satanism is because firstly it's theistic um, you coming from a tradition or a religion where the deity is an entity and you worship this entity. What you're doing here is you're going directly to the opposite of that um, and you are worshipping the opposite force, the opposing force. Now, this is still very much a Christian worldview. Um, we are viewing um, Satan as the adversary, the opposite of God. Um, so we have that negative and positive aspect, the good and the bad, etc., etc. It's just that we view, we're viewing Satan in a completely different light to what Christians would do. But having said that, it's still the Christian worldview of dualism. Um, so as a, the re, that's mainly the reason why I say this is actually probably a good introduction or a good transition from Christianity into Satanism. Um, the principles are still very similar and they won't be completely abstract and throw you, you know, take your current worldview and completely and utterly destroy and throw you off completely and utterly into a different paradigm. Um, so the principle that Martin actually talks about in regards to Satan versus Lucifer is that Lucifer and Satan are the same being. Um, however, Lucifer fell from heaven. Uh, Lucifer was the light bringer, fell from heaven, and during the fall became Satan the adversary. 
Um, so we have, although a lot of people will state that Lucifer and Satan are not the same being at all, they are completely separate, um, uh, Martin has the belief that they are the same and that is why. And absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just a different worldview to, to my own and to a lot of other people's, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Um, so he goes into a lot of theory. He also discusses um, the cultural context um, within Christianity, uh, Satan within Judaism, Satan within Islam, and then discusses that all of those concepts um, in regards to how a Satanist would view the whole concept of Satan. Goes into Satan being the gateway, um, cons cons uh, discusses the all, and then discusses why Satan. And then he goes into demons. So this isn't just, um, you know, taking one entity and exclusively working with or worshipping that one entity. Obviously it's theistic Satanism and therefore Satan is that one being which is over all. Um, but this goes into demonolatry also. So it discusses demons um, and discusses them from various different viewpoints, being mentors, being guardians, um, the concept of guardian angels and guardian demons, um, the concept of them being friends and also lovers. And then uh, he goes into ethics, so whole long discussion about ethics, inspiration, which um, has context of the black flame, um, and then goes into more principles about Satanism and being a Satanist and Satan, Satan himself, um, and just continues through that, and then goes into magic. So it has a whole theory section if we go back to the contents. It has a whole theory section and then it goes into ethics and then it goes into actual practice. Um, so it discusses uh, it discusses um, all the ethics of freedom, selfishness, uh, consequences. Um, it, it goes into cursing and blessing, which is a very interesting concept. There's actually some int very interesting concepts here. Um, one of them is um, the discussion in regards to um, Christianity and free will, uh, which I thought was, was quite on point. Christians believe they have free will, and they actually don't. In a Christian worldview, in a Christian paradigm, we um, it's, it's usually stated that we have to follow the word of God. And if we go outside that boundary, then we are not following the word of God. So in order to fit into that Christian paradigm and follow the word of God, free will is actually taken away from you because you are told what to do, told how to worship um, and everything else. So stepping outside that bound is when you get free will. So I thought it was an interesting uh, discussion that he had in there. And also in regards to to curse, cursing versus blessing, um, you know, sometimes it's actually better to bless somebody with inspiration, with the black sun. Um, he refers to the black sun as being uh, inspiration in this book. And through that, what you're doing is you are taking um, someone's 
luck or whatever it is and you're you're expounding on it you're increasing it so much that it gets to a point where they break completely they just can't handle um, the intensity of it which is an easier way of, of cursing somebody um, but the the practices themselves I, I will say this is very much an introductory book so if we go into the actual practices, there's visualization. He discusses it briefly and then goes into some exercises. And the exercises do build on it onto each other. Um, goes into energy work. Um, he has a look at the, the chakras, for instance. And it's, it's a very brief discussion. I mean, chakra work, you know, it is an extremely brief discussion and then goes on to actually doing some exercises. Uh, chakra spinning basic spinning, simultaneous spinning, um, you know, there's a lot more to these topics than is discussed in this book, a lot more, um, which is to be expected, I mean, this is a single book, and, you know, these topics, especially in regards to energy, um, to magic itself, to spell work, to cursing, um, it is, um, there's obviously a lot more information that we can glean, glean from it. Um, he also discusses briefly astral temples, which I thought was good because a lot of people don't discuss astral temple anymore and the concept of it, how to actually work with an astral temple. And I feel it's a very important topic. But uh, anyway, I don't think I showed the back cover, did I? Um, there you go, back cover. All right, so... I do think this is a very good book for some, for an intro, introduction into theistic Satanism. If you are completely new to theistic Satanism, then you know the discussions of the ethics, um, the theory, and all that is is a very interesting um, uh, viewpoint, very inter interesting discussion, and something you can definitely learn from. Um, if you are straight out of Christianity and wanting to go straight into Satanism this is a good way to do it um, and if you want to stay here once you've learned and you, you are practicing that's fine if you want to then expand on that and continue through and break away completely from that Christian worldview that's all up to you that depends on your own personal path and what you are aiming for um, but great introduction um, great transition uh, a way to transition from one to the other okay so that is Book of the Fallen by Martin McGregor and if you'd like to support me and Martin obviously uh, there is a link um, if you go to the eye icon it should be in this corner up here I always worry that I get the wrong place but it should be over there um, just hit the eye icon a slide out will come and um, uh, just click on the link it'll take you to Amazon where you can purchase the book and obviously you'll be supporting Martin and I get a, um, a small um, commission off the sale itself so thank you uh, I appreciate it and sure Martin would as well okay so that's it for the book review this month Welcome to the Ask Lee segment of my channel and if you have any questions 
regarding magic, spirituality, witchcraft, demonolatry, the occult, whatever it may be, then all you have to do is drop it into the comments of any of the Ask Lee videos and I will add it to the queue. And I do these every Wednesday, so just look out for your questions. All right, straight into today's questions then. Um, first one is from at Lirach666. Hey Lee, what experience do you have in using deliberate actions as an offering to entities like a devotion ritual? Um, these can actually be really, really good uh, ways to make offerings. And what we're talking about here, for anybody who's not sure uh, what this means, we usually talk about offerings being foodstuffs or um, drinks like wine, ale, coffee, tea, uh, water. Um, so it's usually food or drink. Um, we can also offer uh, money, um, uh, jewelry. Um, you know, there's a lot of things we can give as offerings, uh, and sometimes the spirits have some rather unusual requests. But doing something which is um, a deliberate action. Now, to my mind, what that's what that means is um, doing some kind of service. Um, this can come in a variety of different forms. Um, a, a very good way to to do this is to do something like um, uh, charity work, uh, work at a soup kitchen. Um, any kind of charity work that helps the community itself, which that's absolutely, absolutely excellent. Um, it, it helps the community um, and you can do it as a dedication or a devotion to the spirit that you're working with. Um, some other forms would be a particular area of study um, in order to advance your knowledge. So for spirits such as Lucifer, um, mercurial spirits, uh, which are related to the intelligence, um, knowledge, um, um, gaining skills and things like that, those can be devoted to those types of spirits. Um, you can do artwork, um, any kind of arts or crafts, uh, whether it be painting, drawing, pottery, um, sculpting, anything like that can be uh, done as an offering. So, you know, offerings don't just have to be food and drink. They can be many, many things which are dedicated as a devotion to the spirits you're working with. So, um, you know, these they can be excellent offerings. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend having a look into that if you haven't considered it yet. Um, but brilliant way to go about it. Okay, next question is from at Allison4580. I am planning to learn more about demonology and write down information in my journal. What sort of topics uh, should I start with? There's actually two questions here, so I'm going to start with that. First thing there is... Um, just it's not a dig or anything like that but just have a look at terminology because we have the word demonology which usually refers to the study of demons and what you'll find is that most people who are demonologists 
are based in Christianity. And their study of demons is usually one which isn't portrayed very kindly. So th that's why we have terminology such as demonolator and demonolatry or demonosophy um, and things like that because they kind of break away from that old, outmoded, outdated um, way of looking at working with demons. So instead of, I mean, I think every demonolator and every demonosophist um, would be a demonologist, a demonologist in some regard because you know when you're working with demons um, or worshipping demons depending on on what your view is and how you're going about things um, we do also obviously need to study the demons so we have demonology in there but somebody who is a demonologist is usually just somebody who's studying them and as I said it usually comes from that background which is quite unkind to demons themselves um, so just bear that in mind in, ter in terms of terminology um, and just I did do a video not too long back which has a look at the different um, uh, words uh, demonology demon demonolatry and demonosophy um, and how they're kind of viewed and broken down um, but to give it a very basic understanding demonology is the study of demons um, demonolatry is the worship of demons and demonosophy is working with it's they use the term as in walking uh, beside or working with the demons. I don't think there's any difference between demonolatry and demonosophy simply because um, the idea of worship has been misunderstood and that's, I think that's why they broke away from demonolatry being the worship of um, and created demonosophy. But I don't think there's any difference because worship simply means to, um, to honour um, and to work with uh, a particular entity or, or a thing uh, which you consider to be worthy of that station that they hold. That's really what it is. Um, it's not bowing down and getting down on your knees and supplicating and uh, things like that. That's not what worship is. Um, prayer and worship can take those forms and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a very old form. I'm going way back beyond Christianity. Um, you know, people did supplicate themselves to the gods, and that's quite acceptable. It seems that people are trying to break away from that because of the implications that it has within Christianity, which I think is just quite sad, really. Um, because, the, I mean, uh, why I say it's sad is because, um, you know, it's kind of showing that Christianity still has a hold on those practices and it shouldn't um, you know as I said these are older practices um, long before Christianity came about or was even conceived or thought of um, but because it gets associated with Christianity people are trying to break away from it because you know it, it holds that that negative uh, response for them um, but that just indicates that Christianity still has a hold and a control um, and that's what they, what some what we all need to break away from is that that control that hold the Christianity has. 
not the actual practices themselves. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent and rambling. Uh, what sort of topics should I start with? Any magical practice, any magical path, um, any spiritual path, whether it is demonolatry, whether it is witchcraft, whether it is chaos magic, whatever it is, you should focus first on meditation, concentration and visualization, which go into the realm of meditation, um, and then banishing rites, and banishing rites in the sense of elevating your own frequency, and things like offerings to, if you're going to go with the spirit model, you are going to be worshipping or working with uh, particular gods, goddesses, demons, angels, spirits, etc, etc, um, then you want to have a look at offerings. And also very important is protection and cleansing. Those are the things you want to start with um, in any any kind of magical practice. Um, and then from there you can go on, you can have a look at particular spirits and you can study those spirits and study how to work with them, how to contact them, how to go into trance. Because you'll find that with those basic foundations, with meditation, banishings, um, protection and cleansing, and as I said, if you're working with a spirit model, offerings to particular spirits, um, you'll find that, especially with meditation, you'll start working into, um, or moving into uh, working with trance states. Through the trance states, you can then access various different modes of magic and, and working. Um, and it just goes on from there. So start with those things and, you know, move on from, from there with that. Okay, so the second part of this was also what are your opinions regarding horror movies about demons, demon possession, etc. Do you think they give demons a bad reputation? I do. I think they give... Because when we look at such movies, they're all from a Christian worldview. And... I'm busy watching season two of Good Omens and you know even that's from a Christian worldview but it doesn't have that Christian bias but what you find is most of the movies and, and, and TV series do come from a Christian bias which paint demons as being evil and trying to take over your soul and trying to destroy the world and all such things and that gives demons a bad reputation it gives gives magic occultism itself a bad reputation um but it's simply because it comes from a christian worldview and a christian bias um so i don't particularly i, I enjoy movies i enjoy watching horror movies um just for the entertainment value but i wouldn't i would take anything that's in a movie with a grain of salt um, you know, occasionally we, we do find a movie which has some um, good, uh, you know, there's been some good, excellent, pra uh, sorry, not practice, study into the actual practices, the occult practices themselves. Um, but overall, it's fantasy, it's fiction. So just remember that when you're watching them. Enjoy it for the entertainment value, but don't try and think you'll be able to learn anything from them. Um, having said that, uh, 
when you know what you're looking for, when you know when you're watching a movie and you know, well, that's rubbish. That's got some truth in it, and etc. etc. What you can do is um, is take some aspects from particular movies and bring them into your own practice. And I mean, the one that comes to mind is The Matrix. Um, you know, there there are so many things in The Matrix that you can actually pull out of it imagery. Um, you know, uh, you know, dropping into the corridor, for instance. Um, the corridor itself, you know, these doors that lead off into different spaces of the matrix. Um, you know, all of these, this kind of symbolism you can bring into your own practice um, and and bring and, and make them part of what you're doing. Um, so, you know, you can take things out of movies and make it your own, but the symbolism itself. But don't think the movie is going to reveal anything about uh, any true information about magic occultism uh, demons spirits the gods and the goddesses and things like that um so yeah all right let me try and go back there we go next question is from ivy lee ivana uh, could you please speak about your personal experiences with lucifer if you haven't already, that is. He reminds me somewhat of the HGA in a sense of personal growth and development. Thanks. Okay. All right. My own personal experience with Lucifer. Um, now, bear in mind, I, I do come from a traditional witchcraft background. Um, it all kind of developed roughly in the way of I... Um, came into Neo Wicca, which led me into traditional witchcraft. And at some point along that, that, that path, I um, got interested in the left-hand path. Um, so chaos magic, um, Satanism, um, and all such things. Um, but from a traditional witchcraft point of view, there is a Luciferian approach and a Luciferian following. Um, it's very different to something like Ford, Michael Ford, um, but the, you know, Lucifer is the light bringer, the bringer of Gnosis, the bringer of knowledge. Um, Lucifer is the, the horned man with flame betwixt the horns. Um, the flame betwixt the horns is the Gnosis, the knowledge, and the horns are the left and the right, the, the balance between the two. Um, the it's often represented as um, the horn man with a child atop the shoulders, and the child is the bringer of the knowledge. Um, but you know, my own experience has been from that perspective of the the horn man that illuminates the path. Um, it then later develops into it's the same, but slightly different. Um, when I first started working with the aspect of Lucifer, and I don't consider Lucifer to be a particular um, individual entity. Lucifer is a representation of Lightbringer. Um, so there are many Lucifers. Okay. Whether we give um, you know, it depends if you're working in a particular tradition. It could be Lu, for instance, um, if you are working Celtic, Celtic tradition. Um, 
therefore, if you work in a particular tradition, that Lucifer, that light bringer, that bringer of Gnosis, the illuminator of the path, will probably have a particular title or a particular name. Um, but we can also look at this from a broader perspective of Lucifer being the light bringers. Um, I'm going to bear off track of where I was going with this now. Um, but that development that happened in my own practice was that Lucifer appeared to me as masculine. Um, he was the horned god. As things developed, Lucifer became feminine for me. And this, I think, has a, a great relationship to what Lucifer actually is and the flame betwixt the horns, the balance of the two um, aspects, the two sides, um, the opposing forces that come into balance and bring the knowledge, bring the flame. Um, the masculine and the feminine becoming the the one, the androgynous being. Um, and Lucifer is known to be a shapeshifter. So, you know, going from being masculine to feminine to being neither uh, is quite an apparent thing with Lucifer and many, many of the other gods and goddesses and all of the spirits, really. Um, they don't really have, they don't actually have gender. We assign them gender. They may come to us as a particular gender in order to for us to interact with them more comfortably. Um, but, you know, these are spirits. They are entities. They are balls of energy which hold a particular aspect, a particular office, a particular intent. Um, so, you know, um, anyway, okay, so that's my personal experience. Um, he reminds me somewhat of the HGA. I can totally see that. I've actually seen a lot of people mention this recently also, is that Lucifer is the higher self. And although I wouldn't consider... Oh, this is where things get a bit complicated. Although I wouldn't consider Lucifer as an entity or a, a representation of a body of entities to be your holy guardian angel or your higher self, um, the holy guardian angel itself is a bringer of knowledge, um, is a guide, is a guardian. So we could consider the HGA to be a Lucifer, um, but not one of these gods, goddesses, demons, um, one of these entities which are the light bringers, which we work with, which we worship, which we um, uh, consider to be a god, a deity of some sort. Um, the HTA is part of our own soul, at the same time it is separate from our soul. It's a connection between ourselves and divinity. So it's completely independent of that classification of deity, divine intelligence, divine being. It um, is a divine being. Um, I, you know, I, think, I think you know what I'm getting at. What I'm trying to say is we can classify all of these beings, all of these entities, the gods, the goddesses, the demons, the angels, etc., 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 over here. Um, very bad, bad idea to put them over here, but for uh, representation, for explanation purposes, we're going to put them over here, okay? Then we have our own self, our own soul, and that's made up of various parts, um, depending on what tradition you're looking at. Again, it could be three parts, it could be 11 parts, 
Um, it could be four, five, six parts. Um, but however we look at it personally, we have our soul. So I'm going to call it the lower, middle and upper or higher selves or souls, those three soul parts. So when we get to the higher self, the holy guardian angel, it is part of ourself, our own soul. But what it does, it connects us with divinity. Okay. Which we can then bring back all of the gods and goddesses and put them in there. Um, but it isn't part of that division or that, that category of divine gods and goddesses. Um, so it's, it's almost like the connecting point. Okay. But yes, the Holy Guardian Angel, I would consider to be a form of a light bringer, um, a form of a, a, or is a Lucifer in the aspect of bringing the knowledge, bringing the, illuminating the path, um, guiding us um, and things like that. And yeah, so I think that's where that would come in. All right, I'm going to leave the questions there for today. And let's just have a look next week. There's a long one from, trying to find, see the name here. A long one from oh, Tilla MCE. Okay. So we'll discuss that next week and some others. And right, so I'll see you then. Have a good one for now. Bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by, well, myself, Lee W. Johnson. To find out more about me, please visit my website at leewjohnson.com or check out my link tree in the description of this podcast. If you like the video format, then subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's me for this week. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening.